what if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step -step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go, nothing too ridiculous or weird, in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. You're listening to Megan and Suzanne. <laughs> Welcome everyone, and I'm so delighted that we're finally at Play Your Way to Money topic because it's my favorite topic because money was always supposed to be fun and we made it crap. <laughs> we made it so serious and hard. Money's very, money's very serious. Money's very serious. We have to pay our bills and we have to invest. Mm -hmm. All very serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good growl route, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's actually worse than that, sweet, because um, yeah. most people have shame around money. Mm-hmm. You know what Which I'm saying? Which is not fun. That's not fun. I've, no. I've had some shame from time to time, and it's really, really not very fun. <laughs> <laughs> so people will tell me, Intimate details about their sex life before they'll tell me what's in their bank account. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know of anything on our planet that's been given such a bad rap as money. Mm -hmm. Maybe right? sex. Maybe but not. But the thing is, is people will talk about sex. They'll talk yeah. about their sex life. They won't talk yeah. about what's going on in their bank account. There's mm -hmm. just so much shite around money. And mm -hmm. it's like, if... Um, I, I was in prepping for the show today. I was reading through one of the most awesome manuals that I've gotten in access classes so far. It's Access Business 102 with Simone Millicis. And um, in there, it says, desire is an energy of a creation of the future. It's how you create the future, which you cannot have if you're doing need. And I would say, like, if you're in shame around money, you're also in need of money because it's one of those what I call conflicting realities where it's like we all need money. Our bodies need money to eat and to live and to pay rent and things like that. Uh, but at the same time, if we think money is bad and we think money is shameful and it, we think what we're doing with money is shameful, then it's like we have this push-pull, like, we want money, we need it, and then we're judging it and calling it bad all at the same time. What a cluster fuck, if I might say that. <laughs> well, and what I would say, too, is I think what happens with money and why we're so uh, hidden around money is that we do the comparison game so much with money. 
You know, we don't want anybody to know what our financial situation is because we're comparing ourselves all the time. Like our society is built on this idea of, you know, money and wealth and success. And if you don't live up to that in any shape, way or form, then that's where we start to hide and that's where a lot of shame comes in. You know, when I was a kid, we, you know, we were super poor. I've talked about this before. Nine kids, my dad, you know, made $40,000 at the peak of his career. We were super poor and it was really it was really shameful for me to wear like hand-me-down clothes from my older siblings. It was really shameful to to be like uh, I would have discounted lunches. I would, you know, because uh, my parents didn't have a lot of money. So, um, so growing up, you know, I held a lot of shame around money, and my parents were actually really shameful around money too because we lived. In and actually, like the the LDS ward that we lived in was fairly affluent. We were the poorest ones in the group, guys. So you can imagine how fun that was when you know there'd be all these events that would take money, and we wouldn't be able to do them, or you know they would kind of charity us. You know, they'd give us charity so that we could participate. So you know, shame comes a lot from childhood too. You know, like what your experiences were around money and what your parents were running, right? Mhm. And the, and and their parents. My I was raised by my grandparents who were um depression babies, right? Mm-hmm. So and even though I came along way after they had basically raised most of their other kids and and the struggle was over. My dad was a PhD making great money and so when I was a kid, my parents had more money, my grandparents had more money than um, they'd ever had with the other kids, and there were less kids at home. Uh, There were four kids instead of 14 at home. Mm -hmm. And uh, they still, there was still this feeling, this energy of, um, like, I was getting hand-me-downs that were, like, 10 years old. Like, I was getting someone's hand-me-downs, you know, Mm -hmm. and wearing them to school at six and seven years old. Mine were polyester. Mine were like orange and brown polyester. What the hell? <laughs> oh, yep. Was that ever really in style, honestly? Yep. yep, it was. What part of the 70s did you miss? <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, except that I was wearing them in the 80s. <laughs> your points of view and can we uncreate and destroy that now yes right wrong good bad pot and pock all nine boys shorts and beyond and anywhere you've made it more vital to shame and blame yourself around money rather than to pay with money can we uncreate and destroy that please yes 
Okay. Right, right, good, bad, pot of pock, all nine boys short, that beyonds. So it's fun. It is supposed to be fun. I, you know, when I taught, uh, I, I had a program that I launched a few years ago that I call Play Your Way to Money, and it was basically a 90-day money game where people played this game called What Can We Create in 90 Days? How Much Flow Can We Create in 90 Days? It was super fun. And um, what, I, what I find is that, um, that, I mean, that's what I'm so passionate about. It's like, oh, my gosh, you guys. Money is an invitation to play. Money is an invitation to create. If you don't like what's in your bank account, it's time to create. It's the universe saying, hey, you're a creator. Go create. <laughs> That's it. That's all. That's all it means is it's time to create. It's not that what's in your bank account does not mean you're wealthy. It does not mean you're a good person. It does not mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're successful. It doesn't mean you're not successful. So everywhere that you have put meaning on those numbers can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Any meaning. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and meons. I think money is an invitation. Money is like saying, hey, let's party. Let's play. Let's make out. Let's have a good time. And I think anything other than that is us with our thumb up our butts. Like, that's just like, it's just stupid. It We, we, we totally... Missed the boat. Messed it up. I have feelings. I have feelings. I have feelings. I hate seeing people let money choose for them. I hate like telling people about awesome things that like we're doing, like our workshop or whatever, and they go, "Oh, I don't have enough money." It's like, ah. Okay, so I know you're you're about ready to get on your soapbox again, hun, but. I, I have a little thing that I want to say, okay, because we're talking about play your way to money. And I want all of you listeners to know that um, when I first came into relationship with Megan, she was the player, okay? She she has this amazing natural ability to play. It's really awesome. She's like, I, I say all the time that she's like five, you know, she's four or five all the time because she just has this innocence and this really awesome you know, uh, playful curiosity, right? But I was the serious one. I was the accountant. I was like the, quote, responsible one. I was the good girl. So I came into this relationship kind of looking at her like she was a little bit mad, you know, because she was constantly playing in her life. And then it was so funny because she, one of these, like there was a day where she kind of just handed me this book, and it and it was and it was called Play, and it's by Stuart Brown. <laughs> did I do that? You really did. I just handed you the book. You just handed <laughs> me the book. And what a subtle book, hint that was. I know it was just tiny, tiny subtle. And the book is how play shapes your brain, opens your imagination, and invigorates your soul. Okay, so I always thought it was really cool that Megan played, but when I read this book, I was blown away at play and the importance of play and how everybody that it, I mean the book basically explains why play is so essential for our social skills our intelligence our creativity our ability to problem solve and really like particularly in tough times you know we need play more than ever because it actually helps us prepare for the unexpected it helps us um 
like search out new solutions and it also helps us to be optimistic. So um, it's by Stuart Brown. It's called Play and it is like the science around play, which totally turns me on. I love science. Um, so You're so um, cute. You have to have it scientifically proven before you give yourself permission to play. Yes, <laughs> kind of. I kind of did. But... Um, <laughs> But I also want to say one other thing is because I always thought, okay, if I didn't play the way Megan played, then, you know, how uh, how am I supposed to play? Like, that's what play looked like to me, and I that wasn't actually authentic to me, right? And so I I want to kind of insert here that play is a state of mind, and play looks differently to every person. So if you're not like bouncing off the walls and like acting like a five-year-old like Megan, that's okay. You can still be playful. You've got to find your way of being playful. What I find playful and fun is very different than what Megan finds playful and fun. I mean, just the other day, just as an example, the other day um, we were going up into the cemetery. We hike up our our up above our house. It's a really good hike. Um, and we go up into the cemetery and play with the deer, and they're awesome and amazing. But the whole time I was, like, geeking out, telling her about this book I was reading that was talking about statistics and the bell curve. And she was just kind of glazed over. <laughs> and, and I was like, honey, I have been so, I've been so fascinated with the bell curve since I was a teenager. And she's just looking at me like, the what are are what are you talking about the bell curve i'm like yeah you know the bell curve in statistics right so to me that is super fun maybe not as fun for megan but she was really good listener yeah right until but you know what i had to do is i had to take a break from the conversation because then you went into your other big game which is statistics which you think is super fun too and i just my whole brain just goes blah 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 when you do statistics. So, you know what I had to do? I had to dance with a deer. Do you remember, do, you do you remember we, came, we came across all these, like, like eight fawn, and they were all in one place. And I started talking to them and dancing with them and playing with them in the middle of her statistics talk. So I just, I had to, I had to rescue myself. <laughs> so, my point is, is that play is different for every person. And so, if you're out there going, well, I don't know how to play. I'm not a person that plays. That's not true. We all have this really inherent, uh, natural way of playing. It just might not look like Megan's. Okay, so everywhere that you have decided, judged, and concluded what play is, what it isn't, if you can do it, if you can't do it, can we uncreate and destroy that place? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. And anywhere, um, everywhere you've defined play as something it isn't, can we uncreate and destroy that? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. Mm -hmm. So that leads me into play's cousin, creation and creativity. And play actually organically, as you read in your quote there, hun, it actually links uh, aspects of your brain that actually takes you into creation when you're in play. And that's another thing that people go, well, I'm not creative. Like, I remember, 
you know, years ago when I used to do creativity workshops, it was the, one of the hardest things to enroll people in because they just, well, I'm not creative. Bam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> End of story, right? Because we've got this idea that it means, I don't know, knitting or, or drawing or music or whatever. Like we've made the arts the only place that one can, can cre be creative. And if you can't do that, then you're not creative. So, and, and part of our definition around play your way to money is that, that money is an invitation to create. So any, anywhere you don't believe you're creative, Anywhere that misidentified and misapplied what being a creator really is, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, bottom, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because actually I really love that because in the book um, they talk about what play is. And um, play is like it's done for its own sake. It's just a voluntary action. It's fun. You lose time when you play. You actually are like open to um, much more like improv and you want to keep doing it and it uh, creates a sense of freedom from time, which, you know, actually I think all of that would be true of creativity and creative expression as well. So they really all are very familiar or they're very, they are like kind of cousins. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because in he talks a lot in that book about the animal kingdom mm -hmm. and how play develops their ability to eat and to live and to survive. And if they didn't play, like for instance, like if baby cubs didn't play, they're, when the, in their play, they're developing their reflexes, they're mm -hmm. developing their hand-eye coordination. So that they can catch, they can reach in the stream and catch a fish. Mm -hmm. So if they never played, they wouldn't develop that. And that's exactly the same as human beings. If we don't mm -hmm. play, we don't develop certain skills. We don't develop certain capacities around being able to, to create, to creatively problem solve. Um, and one of the biggest things I feel like I do as a coach in my one-on-one -on -one sessions is I, recapture people's ability to play and I open that back up and I give them permission. There's one day with this client and, and she was a musician. She was an awesome creator, but she was in survival all the time. And I realized she's a very traumatic childhood. She'd had to grow up really, really, really fast. And I started playing peekaboo with her um, mm -hmm. just <laughs> in the session. And she literally froze and started bawling. Because that was a missing experience for her. And the games we play as children are developmental. They're developing certain things. And peekaboo helps us develop the line between um, individuation and intimacy and connection. Peekaboo is one of those games that does that. Every game we play as a child, hide and seek, all of that, that's actually developing parts of our brain. And so mm -hmm. when we don't play, there's certain parts of our brain that actually don't develop. And so it's so, I can't even stress the importance of learning how to play. And in particular, starting to learn how to play games with money, having really a lot of fun with money, because most of us just patterned our parents' thing about money, which was mostly really serious and messed up <laughs> mm -hmm. on on both sides. I, I Well, and... and Frankly, hon, like we actually make play work. Like 
think about, I mean, you know, I know we're going to talk about money when we, a lot more when we come back on break, from break, but um, I wanted to say this, that we've made, as adults, we make play work, like, you know, the golfers who freak out when they have a double bogey, or the marathon runners who are make it like this hard, hard thing, right? So even the ways in which we supposedly play as adults, actually becomes work. It actually becomes hard. It's not about, um, you know, freedom and following your spontaneous whatever. It's about competition and, you know, can I win this game or can I win this thing, right? So, um, So we've made adulthood very, very serious and actually just work, work, work and more work right? Even when we're supposedly, quote, playing, which is sad. (laughs) It makes Mm -hmm. me so sad. So anyways, I just wanted to throw that in. So because that used to be me, I used to be super, super competitive. So I'd go work out, not for the fun of it, but just because I needed to, quote, work on my body, right? So it's it, it really is like, hey, take a moment, guys, and really reflect how much you've let go of your natural play um, in everything, in in money and in your life, and what would happen if you actually tuned into that childhood play that was your natural state of being? How would your life change? So we're going to talk more about that when we after break. Okay. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word, and. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. 
Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to suzannepstoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. And we have been talking about Play Your Way to Money and all of the crazy stuff that comes up about, you know, that money has to be serious or hard or like I'm not, I don't know how to play. I don't know how to be creative. And so, babe, I think like there's a whole bunch of crap on this. Maybe we can do some clearings around this. <laughs> Just a little bit. So there has been so much happening in our chat room today around like people are expressing their heaviness around money and uh, also what I'm noticing it and this is something I noticed with clients and students is that it's like I'm trying their tools and they're not working and part of the <laughs> okay so just like that they say it just like that and <laughs> it's not working <laughs> okay so I want to talk a little bit about that and, and why play is so pivotal because most people are using the tools, asking the questions from a place of lack, from a place of this better get fixed or I am in need. And remember what I said before, desire is the energy of the creation of the future. Need will kill the future. So it doesn't matter if you put ice cream on top of shit. It will still taste like shit. So if you are asking and doing tools from a place of need, not much is going to happen. So it's super important to, to clear the energy and clear the heaviness and, and not just clear it, but get into play so that when you ask the questions, so when you use the tools, it's fun for you. And you're just doing it from total non-attachment. Most people use money tools from tremendous amount of attachment and need, and it basically counters the the creation they're trying to do. Um, so on the one hand, it would be like calling pizza delivery and saying, I want a Hawaiian pizza. No, I don't. I want pepperoni. No, I don't want a pizza at all. I want a Hawaiian pizza. I want pepperoni. No, I don't want pizza at all. And, so and then what? hanging up, then hanging up before <laughs> the order was even complete. <laughs> Oh, it's trouble. And then calling back and saying, "Hey, why don't why didn't I get my pizza?" And they're like, um, "You didn't even finish the order, ma'am." <laughs> exactly. And we put out mixed messages. We put out confusing messages. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I wanted to. Oh, 
there was actually Keisha put out a question earlier that I thought was really awesome. And I, people, there's so much happening in the chat room. I can't ever get back to something I yes, see. I got to talk right. about it right then. No, but come to the chat room, guys. Go to a2zen.fm mm-hmm. and hit the red button chat room and come in the back. We have like 10, I don't know, 10 people or something. Gina mm-hmm. and Katrina and Deanne and Kier and Jen and April and Lori and Eleanor. I mean, we have so many people back here. And we're having, and the, it's just going, they're like typing like crazy. It's like a total party back here. It's fun. So come join us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so I love the clearing that you just did with Deanne. So mm-hmm. everywhere that you have, and I can't find it, it keeps changing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Everywhere you've misidentified and misapplied Thank money you. as hard, heavy, uh, just icky, mm-hmm. um, can we uncreate, destroy all that? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and fuck, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. I'll just be the yes and the follow through as well. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, woman. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh-huh. right and wrong, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Continue. Thank you. So, yes, everywhere you've misidentified and misapplied um, what money is, what it can be, what it can be for you. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. Anywhere and everywhere you have any lies attached to money, mm-hmm. all the lies you've attached to money, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Well, and I just had this insight because for a lot honey, of us. Yeah. Honey, will you uncreate destroy it, please? Oh, yes. Yes, please. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. Okay, go. Okay, thanks. I just had this insight, though, that, like, when we came into our family system, if our family system was running money with shame or heaviness or lies, then energetically we attached money to that energy like it was our money blueprint from the very beginning, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't – we didn't even have to cognitively – hear bad stuff about money you know it was just an energetic correlation to money from the very beginning so I was thinking with Deanne that that might be because she was saying you know I just feel heavy when I think about money you know because maybe that was just her money blueprint that she that she bought into that from her family system so it's just an energy exchange you know what I mean? So I just thought, wow, it doesn't even have to be like seven or eight or nine years old that we see our parents fighting about money. It could be just like when we're babies coming in and then it's like, oh, money equals heavy. Money equals this. Money equals that. And we just adopt it immediately. Mm-hmm. So everything that that is, can we uncreate, destroy all that? Yes, darling. Yes. Right and wrong, good, bad, pot and pot, all nine, boy shorts and beyonds. And I want to add something to that. So one of the the core tools in access is if it's light, it's true. If it's heavy, there's a lie attached. So when you have heaviness around anything, you are, it's attached. There's all this lie attached to it. So mm-hmm. for those of you who have a heaviness around money, 
I would um, write that clearing statement down everywhere I've attached any lie to money, any point of view that isn't mine, any point of view that's a lie to money. Uh, I uncreate, destroy it, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and man. I'd run that 100 times a day until money gets light because money until money is light anything that you do to create money will be coming from that need place and that survival place and so we got to get that lightness going and lightness can happen number one by clearing and number two or maybe not number two but code number one is to get into code number one is to get into play with it and and start creating some fun and some games with it so, well, um, I just had this thought. Can we do one more clearing before we go oh, into well, we, games? Yes, but I yes, because I have more clearings too, actually. Before oh, we go into okay, games. good, 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 good. Because I wanted to do biomimetic mimicry because that's what's happening here, right? Mm-hmm. So, what creation are y'all using? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Papa. <laughs> I know what creation are y'all using to invoke and perpetrate the biomimetic <laughs> mimicry? of other people's pathways, pains, and realities, financially and monetarily, are you choosing? <laughs> <laughs> Everything that is, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yep, sure can. <laughs> right and wrong, good and bad, pot and buck. <laughs> I was short Well, it is almost Halloween, guys, and I love Halloween. So, um, yeah. But, you know, um, yeah, I'm Papa. That's my character, Papa. Papa Joe. Papa Joe. What creation am I using? Anyways, let's say it normally. What creation am I using to invoke and perpetrate the biomimetic mimicry of other people's pathways, pains, and realities financially and monetarily I am choosing? So all that can we uncreate and destroy that. Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds. Because we're doing biomimetic mimicry when we just tap into that crazy, yucky energy and then run with it. It's not even ours. It's biomimetic mimicry. So run that clearing a bunch too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, guys, for those of you who aren't on our Weird on Air, it's our Facebook group that's connected to the radio show and we oftentimes will post clearings from the show or tools or resources that we give out in the show. There's extra resources there. It's a free group. We continue the conversation. We answer your questions there. It's called Weird on the Air on Facebook. Be there be square. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys, it's fun. And we. Uh, what I like about the group is we give a lot of content. There's a lot of exchanges and questions, but it's not like, you know, there's 20 things a day that we're posting so that your Facebook, you know, blows up. Like for me, that's just super overwhelming, you know. So I think like it's just the perfect amount, you know, the perfect amount of like extra support without all of the crazy shenanigans of 25,000 posts. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, you That's know, don't, you know, don't go and get more support, you know, don't go and get more free resources, you know, don't make this easier on yourself, because this yeah, isn't about, that. you know, play your way to money, no. Mm-mm. Okay, good. <laughs> so, I wanted to, uh, there's actually a couple people that posted about uh, their parents, like, where money was, like, hidden and secretive, and mm-hmm. I want to speak to that, because that's linked to the shame deal. So if your parents, see, my, I didn't 
even know what the hell money was because my parents never talked about it. <laughs> and so, you know, what message does that give when the parents, your parents don't talk about it at all, right? It's something to be hidden. It's something to be secret. I oftentimes ask people like, what are the conversations in your home around money? And they say there wasn't any, <laughs> you know, and, and actually that's not necessarily better than the conversations that were like sort of negative because there's something implied in that. And so I want to like do a clearing around secrets. So anywhere that you're biomimetically mimicking that your money is a shameful secret, can we mm -hmm. uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Holy shitballs. That's either That's me or the, or the whole damn everybody on this show right now. That's Woo! heavy. It is. Yeah. I hope I can remember it because it needs to be run again. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine boys, shorts, and man. So anywhere that you're holding money as a shameful secret, mm -hmm. the creation of it, how much you have or how much you don't have, what you owe, um, and anywhere that you biomimicked that and actually created a life of shame with money because you're mimicking your parents' shame with money, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. Okay, so in Access, they have a really awesome tool to help move energy out of your body, and it's where you pull energy up from the earth, through your body, on the count of three, and then you flip your wrist. So let's do some one, two, threes on all the heaviness, shame, secrets, pain, and lies we have about money. On the count of three. One, two, three. three. <laughs> one, three. One, two, one, two, three, one, two, three. So what that does is it breaks up the energy. It clears past energy. It clears heaviness. And it helps your body move the energy through. Now we're going to count to four because four is opening the door. Four is seeding the future. Four is creating a new reality. So let's have the four count be opening the door to having a a dance with money, a playful engagement with money that feels nourishing, and and exciting and joyful to us okay mm -hmm. on the count of four. One, two, three, four. Four. Yeah. yeah magic you're moving the molecules one two three four and one two three four open the door for the play and more we have so much going on in the chat room people Ooh. are like saying that they have hot burns in their belly that they are realizing all of this stuff, like people are just like popping with all kinds of awareness about what's been going on for them. So that is awesome. Uh, Jen says that she's belching like a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't know. I know there's 20 minutes to go in the show, but I feel like our job here is done. <laughs> I really do. We've got it stirred up. Yeah, ears are ringing. There's all kinds of stuff happening. Oh, my gosh. This is awesome. <laughs> so Lori said that she had this awareness as we were doing this clearing that she has shame around liking money because she actually really yeah. liked, like, getting the penny and going and buying the bubble gum, and it felt really fun to her. But because your family had so much shame on it that it, she felt bad for that. So everywhere that you've shamed yourself for liking money, for enjoying money, for wanting money, because that's not really quite acceptable in this reality. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Woo-woo. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. Yes, and everywhere that if you liked money, 
if you wanted money, if you loved money, that that mean, meant that you were um, selfish, mm. right? That you were greedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Greedy guts. Greedy yes, money guts. Greedy. You want more than what you should want. You're a glutton, right? Like you're greedy. You're selfish. All that. Let's uncreate and destroy all that. Woo, woo, yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Woo! Okay, so (laughs) before we go to break, I would like to do one more set of clearings. And then after break, I really want to get into some games people can play about money. Because in addition to clearing, because here's the thing, guys, clearing, this clearing statement, what it does is it makes room for you to see and feel new choices. But until you make new choices, these patterns won't change. And so I think play is such a natural thing to, a natural new choice to make that will begin to create more possibilities, more little spots of joy where you can actually ask questions from joy and fullness and creation. So right after the break, we will do that, but really quick. So everywhere that one of the, so uh, really quickly, The thing that gets in the way of any and all relationships with anything is projection, expectation, separations, judgments, and rejections. Basically, um, we put that, if I'm scared I'm going to get rejected, I'm not going to say my truth to you. I'm not going to ask for what I want from you, right? If I have a a projection or an expectation of what's going to happen, if I do this, then you're going to do this, then what we're doing is we're creating distance and separation with whatever we're projecting on. So people have projections, expectations, judgments on their business, on money, on their body, on each other. So before the break, we're going to just clear all your projections, expectations, separations, judgments, rejections, conclusions, and computations that you have about money and on money. Can we uncreate and destroy all that now? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, right, wrong, good, back. Good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. One more time. All the projections, expectations, separations, judgments, rejections, conclusions that you have and computations that you have on money, on how it's supposed to come, on what you're supposed to be with it and do with it. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. Okay. And we're off to break. Give yourself a little time to dance and breathe, and we're going to come back and play. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word, and. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm.
What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody. So, this is Love Life and All Things Weird, and we're talking about playing your way to money. And we've been doing all kinds of clearings and having an awesome Awesome, fun time clearing all of that crap. And uh, we're going to be moving into how to play, like playing money games. And I'm super, super excited about that. And I know Megan's going to get on her soapbox about that. But before she does, I want to tell everybody. <laughs> You're going to get a word in it. Let's get it in now, sweet. <laughs> I am. I am. Because we love talking about money. We love exploring money. And we are doing a live event in Salt Lake City, November 14th and 15th. We're super, super excited about it because, you know, in two days, we can go so much deeper than we can on the show. And so mark your calendars, guys. It's November 14th and 15th in Salt Lake City. If we have more than 10 people worldwide, we'll do a live stream event. So it will be um, available for everybody and we have a lot of interest already so we really think we're going to be doing live stream and we will have a link to all the details about that two-day event coming up this week um, we'll post it on weird on air and we'll be uh, sharing it with all of you fine listeners as well so put that on your calendar because it's it's going to be awesome we're calling it uh, money, creating more money magic from the inside out. So it's going to be awesome, awesome, awesome and fun. All right, darling, now let's talk about play. Well, speaking of play, I want to add something to that, which is the first thing I want you guys to know is that this event is ridiculously low priced. I've paid $5,000 for money weekends before, and it's Two ninety seven. And speaking of games, I just realized that we created a money tree because what we're doing is if you bring a friend, you get fifty dollars off, and they get fifty dollars off. 
How's it get better than that? And oh, by the way, they could bring a friend and get another $50 off. Or you could bring six friends and get it for free. That's a money tree. If you play it with six people, I don't remember. You're the accountant, darling. But we figured like yeah. you'd make $1,200. Like there's a way to actually make money and come to our workshops. That's what I love is we've created a game even to come to our workshop. So, um, and it'll be fun and it'll rock your world and it's going to open up possibilities beyond. Like I feel the energy of this event, you guys. If I wasn't teaching it, I'd sign up for it. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, so I got a little soapy on that, but. You did, darling. But that's cool. Yeah, we're super psyched. And we did it last year and it's going to be totally different this year. And it, it just come, guys. You're going to love it. So give the folks um, your your game, honey, because, like, you're such a master at playing with money. You're so good at it. Well, I don't just have one game. I have a lot of games. Okay. Well, so, yeah. yeah. So You have, like, six minutes. Okay. So, <laughs> so, okay, a game has some rules of engagement. In a game, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Okay, so it's important when we create money games for ourselves that we have some rules of engagement, that we have some timelines, uh, because, you know, if uh, if a whole bunch of people just ran out on a, on a field with no rules of engagement for an indeterminate amount of time, like, I mean, it would be kind of funny for a little bit that we'd be kind of like, all right, okay, bye now. <laughs> like, we wouldn't tune into that very long. And so in this reality, in our world here, game, that's kind of how games are set up. And so um, by by setting up a game for yourself, you want to create something that feels fun. So the, so the rules of engagement of the game got to feel fun to you. I really loved what my coach said to me a few years ago because um, I helped – he helped me develop what I created as Player Way to Money, which is basically a 90-day money game, which is like see how much you can create in 90 days. And when uh, – in order to develop the game, I played it with him while I was coaching with him, and he had me come up with a number that I wanted to reach in that 90 days. And he said, now, the only rule about the number is it should feel fun and exciting to you, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, the first number I threw out there was a number I thought I could do. It was what I thought, well, maybe I can do that. But it didn't feel fun. It just felt like, and, and I instantly energetically went into this sort of trying energy and pushing energy because I thought, okay, yeah, because it for me, in my head, it's like, if I'm going to play this game, I'm going to win it, and I have to control it, and all this other stuff, right? And when he had me, like, testing different numbers, and the number that felt the lightest to me felt the most impossible to me. And I was like, what? Which, what, what was it? What was your okay, number? 75,000. Mm -hmm. In 90 days. In, in 90 days, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was like, at that time, I was probably making six on average about six thousand dollars a month mm -hmm. so six twelve eighteen that that was a little bit more than i was making so <laughs> <laughs> the accountants may find a game to give you that number but i don't know what it is so <laughs> so um I, I put that out and I created this uh, this little target and little stickers and, and I began to create. And I had so much fun with it. And in fact, 
the other thing that happened was I was going on vacation for the for like a couple weeks to Hawaii and then I was going to Burning Man so I said hey how about if we start this game when I get back and he said how about you see if you can create money on vacation in Burning Man mm-hmm. and I was like what because again I had this idea that money was created in in a workplace in a work mode and vacation was for vacation I I realized that it was still separate for me and I was like, okay, that's a good challenge. Money game starts right now. Well, I made almost $6,000 when I was in Hawaii accidentally. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. awesome. I got a new client. I ended up jumping out of an airplane with her uh, as our first uh, coaching day. And mm-hmm. it was amazing. I couldn't believe I could have so much fun making money. And it was just through that place of like, okay, what will it take to create uh, $75,000 in 90 days of total ease? Right. Mm -hmm. And I just kept playing. Now, I want to say, keep throw out a caveat. I made thirty eight thousand, not seventy five. But was I pissed about that? No, No. because it was how much more money a month than I'd been used to making. Mm -hmm. Right. And I I had made I'd had some big months in my history I was like okay I start a program and I get all these payments and I would have like a really good month and then the next three months would go to hell in a handbasket right (laughs) so for me to make a sweets I don't know the the addition here but for me to make around twelve thousand dollars a month it's three Mm -hmm. months in a row totally changed my world I actually have totally change the way I create money from that first money game. It's not about whether you get the number or not. It's whether it's how you play it. It's how you create. It's like what you learn from it. Money game is only about expansion. It's only about play. The number is simply a target of energy expansion that you wish to create. This was the first year I made some of my money game goals actually superseded it in August. I think it was August. I, oh, from July 30th to August 30th, I played a game like, how can I make 30K in 30 days? And mm-hmm. I think I took it to the accountant. How much did I make, babe? Like 32. Yeah, I, I beat mm-hmm. it by $2,000. Like for the first time, I actually made the goal. But mm-hmm. I've been playing the money game for three years, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not, I can't stress enough, it's not about the goal. It's just about that expansion. Your money game could be something like, how can I expand the flow of money that so that it's fun for me in 30 days? I know that money's fun by the end of 30 days. It doesn't have to be a number goal, but sometimes it's fun to kind of go for something like that and play with the number two. And so you guys will just have to decide what feels fun to you. But that's one game that I play all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So fun. And I do it differently. Like I want to know what's the most amount of money I can have in my bank account. So that's how I play. So learn how you play and play. Just play your way to money, guys, and join us next week for more fun. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Megan and Suzanne will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on atozen.fm. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of Anne and claim your marvelous, magical life.